Testing, mic check. Good morning, church. How's everyone doing this morning? Amen. We're going to do, do me a quick favor. We're going to take two minutes, and I want everyone to stand to their feet right now. We're going to take two minutes and go ahead and greet someone. Say hello to someone. Welcome someone. Tell someone you love them. Tell someone you're glad to see them today. Amen. All right, church, let's find our seats this morning. Amen. Hallelujah. The Lord is good. Well, we have some <clears throat> awesome news this morning. Uh, to my left, to my left, right straight back right here, we have a new, uh, a new gentleman working the video, none other than one of our youth, one of our teenagers, Andrew, right here on the camera right here. And also, one of our uh, amazing teens, uh, Seth, has stepped up to the plate helping uh, Michelle with the computer right here. Seth, give it up for Seth right here. Amen. Thank you, guys. We appreciate what you're doing. Amen. Okay, so we got some, uh, before we start, we got some amazing announcement right here with the children. Yesterday, we had a quiz off. And um, our kids, let's see right here. Sheree text me right here. Let's see what it says. Uh, Pastor Carlos, here are the quizzing results right here. 
home church quizzers participated in the third zone quiz. Uh, <clears throat> we have right here, we're just gonna we're just gonna kick it off right now. Red level, first place, Maddie Metzger. Why don't you come up, Maddie? Why don't you line up right here? Just just make a line right here. Just right, yeah, okay, awesome. Uh, let's see. Um, uh, second place, Imani Garcia. And then there was a tie for third place, uh, Ari Garcia and Mia McDevin. Okay, then we got blue level. This is, this is where things get real serious right here. Okay, the blue level gets intense. Uh, the team uh, got 1,895 points. <clears throat> the top quizzer for the gold medal, none other than Mateo Garcia. We got uh, Uriah McDevent. Uriah. Uh, we got Joseph Estrada. We have Eden. Where's Eden? Eden, all right. We got Eden. I'm not sure if Octavian is here. Where's Octavian? Octavian? Okay, Octavian is not here. And then we have uh, one second. Um, oh, uh, for bronze medal, we have Mackenzie Metzger. Yes. And yes, I have that right here. I have that right here. And Mackenzie, uh, and then we got Bella for the gold. Bella, where's Bella at? I'm so proud of these kids, guys. I'm so proud of these kids. So with that being said, um, I'm going to go ahead, each and every one. Now, please, do me a favor, guys. Not in church, okay? So outside when church is over, okay? Can we do that? We don't want Lifesaver rappers everywhere. I don't want Luke to kill me. I got to say, though, guys, yesterday just seeing these, seeing these kids memorizing these scriptures, learning God's word, wanting to be closer to God. And not only that, they're loving it. They love doing it. And so, <clears throat> with that being said, kids, can you please say, and I know Jim, Jim Matthews is, is going to be watching later online. Can you look at the camera and also to his lovely wife and say thank you for all they do? Thank Let's give our kids a hand. Amen. Amen. Thank you. You guys may be seated. Mr. Matt, that's all you. tough to follow up kids. So, <laughs> I'm going to do my best. Uh, at this time, I'm, we are going to bring up more kids. Uh, <laughs> if I get Miss Jane and all of our kids up, we're going to do our children's church. Give them a hand. 
Look at how cute you guys are. Woo! Whoa, somebody take a picture of this. Wow. How many kids do we have here, Miss Jen? I can't count. <laughs> okay, who knows what we just saw on TV that's been going on for the last couple months or last couple weeks? It involves sports. What have we been watching? Olympics. Olympics. Woohoo. And is Olympics uh, just one sport? No? Does anybody know how many? I don't. <laughs> uh, lots of them, right? Do you know, Wesley? Probably five. Probably five? I bet there's more than that. But there, who goes to the Olympics? Can I go to the Olympics? No? Franklin said no. <laughs> who can go to the Olympics? Anybody, but what do they need to do? They need to practice. Knox, do you have something to say? They need to train harder and harder. Okay, they need to train, they need to practice. Can I just practice tomorrow and then go to the Olympics? I need to practice a lot? Like, I bet you the Olympians practice every day. So I have a friend that's an Olympic, two-time Olympic gold winner, and third time was a silver. He just won the silver like two days ago. Wow, right? And he hurt himself really bad um, last year in one of the ski accidents. So he had to work extra hard to build that muscle back up again after he broke it, right? So do you think that when we practice something, it can only be done a few times? No, we have to practice every day like Knox and Uriah said. So what kinds of things do we need to practice? What should we be practicing? Having faith? Being positive? God's word. God's word? Balance. Balance. Balance in our life, right Zoe? So, what happened here? What's this? The quiz off. Can you guys stand up if you were in the quiz off? Check this out. All right. Good job. I'm proud of you guys. I'm proud that you are in God's word, studying, studying, studying. Can you win a gold, Bella, Uriah, Teo? Where's Teo? Oh, you didn't join us today, eh? Um, can you win that gold? You guys all won a gold, right? Okay, can you win that gold by just picking the book up that morning? 
No. We have to study. You have to study, right? I got to be honest, I couldn't answer most of those questions that you guys were answering. It was hard. So I was super impressed with you guys. Do we need to practice having a relationship with Jesus Christ? We do, right? What does that practice look like? Praying. That's right. Reading the Bible over and over again. Yep. Reading the word, right? Because if Stephen and I are friends, this is Abby's dad in case you didn't know. If Stephen and I are friends, but we only see each other once a year, we're not going to know each other very well, right? If we don't talk a lot and we don't visit and tell each other our woes and our joys, right? We're not going to really know each other. We're going to be acquaintances, right? We're going to be friends, but not... What does that mean? Um, we're going to just know each other. We're just going to be friends, but we're not going to be close friends. Do you have a best friend? Yep. And do you know a lot about them? Yep. So who do we want to be our very, very, very best friend? Jesus. And how do we get to know him? He already knows us, right? By praying and studying, right? So we need to be talking to him. Once a month? Every day? Every day, right? That's super important. We want to be Olympian champions for Jesus Christ, right? Okay. Who wants to pray? Knox? Thank you, Lord, for... All of these beautiful souls that you created. Thank you for creating all of this. Thank you for providing for all of us, Lord. Thank you for helping us and giving us blessings, Lord. Amen. Okay, after worship. Oh, Bella, I was going to have you read a scripture. Sorry. We'll do it later. After worship, I'm going to take the kids all in the back for Sunday school. Okay. Man, it's tough to follow kids. <laughs> and that was twice, so bear with me here because we have a few announcements to get started, and uh, it's not going to be as great as Children's Church. <laughs> so church voting is today for all members who are 15 and older. You can vote in the foyer after service until 1130, and there will be drive through voting available from 12 to 1 in the parking lot. And all safety and sanitary measures are being held in place for that. Who enjoyed Children's Church? That's awesome, because we need volunteers in our children's department. <laughs> I tricked you. Uh, <laughs> we need teachers, we need helpers, we need people to check in the kids. Uh, if you are interested in helping in any way, please contact uh, Jane Morrill, or you can call the church office, and we will get you involved with them. Song and Word, uh, Thursday night Bible study and worship, is starting on March 10th. 
It will be running from 6 to 8. So if you remember last uh, year through Thanksgiving-ish, we did the song and word. It was a great time. Please come back. If you do not remember it, please come for the first time because it was still a great time. Uh, we've got stuff for everybody. There will be a men's and women's Bible study. Barb West is doing a Bible study. We've got a Latino Bible study. We've got youth group. We've got kids quizzing. We've got nursery. Uh, and the women's Bible study is going to be studying through a book. I believe it is Romans. Um, so if you are joining the women's Bible study, please sign up so that uh, we can get everything ordered for you and you have the materials. Elevate will be May 27th to 30th at Point Loma in San Diego, California. The adults are clapping more than the teens. I get it. Uh, so this event is for 7th graders through people who are graduating this year. So if you are graduating high school in 2022, you're eligible. If you're currently in 7th grade, you're eligible. Anywhere in between there, eligible. Uh, and we hope to have you. The cost is $200 per person, uh, which includes lodging, food, and the event itself. There is a $50 registration fee that is due on April 25th. Um, and then next week, February 27th, all proceeds from the home cafe will go towards the teams to help pay for Elevate. So next week, make sure you buy a coffee and a cinnamon roll, whatever you got going on. Buy one for a friend. Uh, buy one for a friend who's not even here. <laughs> It'll uh, help support the youth group uh, in getting them over to Elevate. Next Saturday, February 26th, we have a men's breakfast at 8 a.m. at the Black Bear Diner. Uh, if you like breakfast and if you are a man, <laughs> so far in my life I have yet to meet two people who are, or a person who's both of those, or not only one of those things, I guess. Hang on. That worked out so much better in my head. I apologize, that's not on the script. We're going to ignore that. Uh, I assume if you're a man you like breakfast, come on down to the Black Bear Diner. It was awesome. The food is great. The company is great. And it's a, it's a really good time. We have a staff and ministry meeting today after service. So this is for everybody who is involved in ministry. If you're a nursery worker, a Sunday school worker, if you're on the security team, if you worship, if you volunteer to help us out, come to this meeting. Um, and that will be after uh, the service today. And then there are still welcome cards in the pews. So if you are new or if you are uh, a returning veteran here and you want to get more involved or if you have a prayer request, please fill those out and uh, put them in the box in the back of the sanctuary so that we can help you get involved, uh, help get to know you a little bit better and get you into our fold or help pray for whatever um, you need prayer for. So it's a good way to kind of communicate with us. At this time, we're going to be entering our time of giving and worship. As you guys all know, we have three ways of giving your tithes and offerings here at Home Church. We try to make it as convenient as possible. You can give it to us in person with the box in the back of the room. You can do it online with the box that's sitting on your desk, uh, or if you're Amanda or I, the one that sits in your pocket. Um, or you can do it by mail by putting it in the box outside your home. Either way, it will get to us and you can honor God faithfully through your finances. 
At this time, we're going to enter our time of prayer before we go into our worship. So if I could have everybody bow their heads with me. Father God, we come before you today with spirits that are willing to learn, that are humbling ourselves before you. We ask that you would use the worship that we're about to hear to change hearts and to get us into a spot where we are better able to hear your word. We ask that you use the, the money that we give through our tithes and offerings to build up your kingdom here on earth, to spread your word, and to glorify you and your son. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Let's all stand to our feet, church, this morning. Who's ready to worship the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords? Amen. <clears throat> Saturday was silent. Surely it was through. Since when has it possible ever stopped you? Yeah. Friday's disappointment was Sunday's empty tomb. Since when has impossible ever stopped you? Sound of drop bones rattling. This is the praise make a dead man walk again. Open the grave, I'm coming now. I'm gonna live, gonna live again. This is the sound of drop bones rattling.
worship of this church. My God is able to save and deliver and heal and restore anything that he wants to. Just ask the man that was thrown on the bones of Elijah. If there's anything that he can do. Just as the stone that was rolled at the tomb in the garden What happens when God says yeah. I feel him I feel him I feel him Do it now Do it now Do it now This is the sound of dry bones rattling Was and is and is. 
to come. With all creation, I sing. With all creation, I sing. Praise to the King of Kings. You are my everything, and I will adore you. Let's sing that in Spanish right here.
us who loved us when no one else did it. Let's sing that one more time. Holy, holy. going free this morning. Amen. In Jesus' name. Ah. Uh. 
service this morning. Hallelujah, Lord, that we are free indeed. Help us to remember that that freedom came with a price that you paid that we might be free if we believe you. We thank and praise you for who you are, Lord. The Bible tells us twice that you are holy, holy, holy. The prophet Isaiah says it, and John the Revelator repeats it. You truly are holy, holy, holy. We love you, Lord, and we pray that as we rejoice in God our Savior and as our pastor brings the message to us today, that we might be willing to receive because he has prepared through the Holy Spirit to give. And so open our hearts, Lord, and help us to be free indeed in Jesus Christ as he brings us the word. Anoint our pastor, we pray. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you, musicians. Thank you, singers. Appreciate you this morning. 
Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Well, I didn't want to do this with her up on the stage, so I'll do it. You may be seated this morning. Thank you. I didn't want to do this with her up on the stage, so I'll do it now. Can't, I am so grateful. We're so blessed as a worship team to be able to introduce Emily with us this morning. Amen. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Well, I got to, I got to, who, how many of our God deserves a praise? Whether good or, or whether big or small, you know, he deserves the praise, the glory, the honor, um, whether it's big or so. This, this little praise I'm going to give, it might be small to you all, but I got to be honest with you, this was big for me. So I was at Starbucks yesterday picking up, uh, you know, what you normally get, your latte, your egg vines, you got, you know, all the little, you know, the goodies and stuff. And I was over there getting some things and I, I got my mask on, I got, I got my hood on, I got my hat on. I just look completely different. I was kind of cold, you know, so I'm just, I'm just standing there waiting in line forever, you know, but uh, just asking God for patience, you know, and I'm sitting there, I'm standing there and all of a sudden I see a gentleman wearing this shirt, this sweater that says, that says line in the lamb and uh, Jesus Christ, he's coming something, somewhere around those lines and he looked familiar and I was like, man, where have I seen him? And I was like, oh, he was, I've seen him here. I've seen him here, like, we're talking, I might be wrong, but like, I don't know, nine months ago, he was coming faithfully, and I think something, there was a move or something, but he was, I, he was there. So he gets up, and I'm in front of the trash can, he says, he says, excuse me, sir, and I said, oh, no, no worries, I said, hey, I said, I like your sweater. He said, oh, thank you. He goes, yeah, he goes, I'm a, I'm a believer. I said, so am I. He goes, yeah, and then this lady that was standing in line right here. She says, she goes, you're a believer too? She goes, I'm a believer. She goes, where do you go to church? He goes, um, well, uh, uh, she kind of caught him off guard. And uh, he said, well, I, when, uh, when I do go, I go to the Nazarene church on El Rancho. <laughs> now I'm standing there and I got my mask on. And he's all, and he goes, yeah, I go to the, it's, it's called the, the, home, the home church. She goes, really? Okay, it's on El Rancho? Yes, yeah, it's on El Rancho. He goes, they got it going on. And I got to be honest with you, I didn't want to be like, yeah, I'm the pastor, you know, I was like, you know, so I'm standing there and I'm just like, this is not happening right now. So she leaves, he goes and takes a seat with the kids, with, with his family, and, and, and then the, the, the little girl, the, the lady had a daughter, she, can't, she comes running in real quick, she goes, sir, do they have a Sunday school for the kids? He goes, you know, I don't, I don't know if they do or not, I'm pretty sure they would, and I'm like, okay, now I'm stepping in. <laughs> So then I go outside, I say, I said, I said, yes, I said, um, I overheard you, I also go to home church. I said, uh, uh, we do have a Sunday school for the kids and a youth group and quizzing and adult Bible studies and all this stuff. And she's like, awesome. She goes, I'll see you next week. <clears throat> so I say that to say this, if God can use somebody who's not even going to church to invite someone to church. Can we invite someone to church? Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. God is so good. I want to give God the praise and glory for that. Amen. Well, before I start this sermon, I, got a, I came across a story right here about a, an old priest who arrived at the gates of heaven. Uh, and next to the old, next to the old priest was a young Uber driver. <clears throat> and uh, 
who died seconds ago from his reckless driving. The priest was called first, St. Peter said, for your lifelong career um, working for the Lord. We will give you, you have a small studio where you can stay. Uh, sorry, there is no garage. There is no lake. You're going to have to walk a few miles, uh, but it will be there for the rest of eternity. Then St. Peter turned to the Uber driver and said, for two years, as an Uber driver, we will give you a giant mansion by the lake, a Ferrari, and a heated garage. And your house is right by the lake. The priest thought it was strange and unfair and protested. Why does the Uber driver deserve much more than me when I've devoted my whole life to the church of the Lord? St. Peter explained, you see, Reverend, during your sermons, half of the audience was sleeping and the other half was just looking at their phones. But the Uber driver was driving and everyone was praying. <laughs> Amen. 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 Welcome to Home Church. We are so blessed. If you're watching online, man, we are so glad to have you this morning. Amen, church? Amen. And um, I say that story to say this. Can we silence our phones? Not because I want a mansion in heaven, but I want God to speak to us this morning. And to be honest with you, I just want to get through the gates. Can I get a witness in the house? Amen. Amen. We're finalizing our Beatitude series. This is part three of the Beatitude series. The word Beatitudes means, what does it mean? Thank you. It means blessed, to be happy, to be rewarded. And like I said two weeks ago, I want to talk about the attitudes we should be. Um, and Jesus says, here are these attitudes. He lists eight attitudes, blessings, a person should be. And I want to challenge us this morning that we become a people. It's not, we, we don't have to think it. We just, it, it bec it's who we are. It's what's inside. It's what comes out. Amen. We need to get rid of the bad attitude and get his attitude this morning. And so far we've looked at six of the eight and we started in verse 1. Let's read that again. It says right here, And Jesus, seeing the multitude, he went up on a mountain. And when he was seated, his disciples came to him. Then he opened his mouth and taught them. We made a distinction. There's a difference between the multitude and the disciples. Not everybody in the crowd is a disciple. Amen? Not everybody in the crowd is committed. Um, Jesus taught his disciples, those who were committed. He begins talking to them right here in verse 3. It says, blessed are the poor in spirit. Let's read together, church. Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are those who mourn, for they shall be comforted. Blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they shall be filled. Verse 7, blessed are the merciful. For they shall obtain mercy. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. Now verse 9, I'm going to read this. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called sons of God. Blessed are those who are persecuted for righteousness' sake, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are you when they revile and persecute you and say all kinds of evil 
against you falsely for my sake. Notice how he didn't say for something we did. It's for his sake. Verse 12, rejoice and be exceedingly glad. For great is your reward in heaven. For so they persecuted the prophets who were before you. To the reading of God's word, may we say amen. amen. We are ending the series today with these two right here. Verses 9, 10, 11, and 12. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called sons of God. Peacemakers. Jesus says, blessed are those who make this a part of their lifestyle. Who He says, I'm interested and I'm, I'm highlighting right here that a proper attitude is to be at peace with people. I don't know about you or if you ever had the opportunity to, to be with someone, live with someone, talk to someone who likes strife. Some of you husbands are looking at your wives already. Don't do that right now. Don't do, don't do that right now. We just, they, they like strife. They, they like to fight. They like to win at someone else's expense. You ever met somebody like that? Oh, yeah. yeah. But Jesus says, I give high regard to a person who comes to the table, who comes to the meeting, who has the mentality of saying, I want to make peace. I'm willing to do whatever it takes to make peace in the workplace, at, at school, wherever I'm at. I, I, I just want peace. Look, if that means I have to take responsibility, now I say, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Even for something I didn't do, look, let's just move forward. I want peace. God says, bless, I reward people who will make the steps, who will make an effort to be at peace. Some people like conflict. They always want to keep tension going. They, they like the drama. You ever been with somebody? They, if there's no drama, they don't know what to do with themselves. Amen? They, 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 there's this drama. They, they, like, they like it. They live for it. But a peacemaker is someone who will, who will, who will do whatever they can to, 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 to be at peace with somebody. Uh, if they want you to go one mile, they'll go two miles. If they sue you for your coat, Jesus said, give them your sweater too. Amen? Amen? Amen. Uh, back in the Roman Empire, a Roman citizen could command a Jewish person to, to carry their backpack for a mile. Can you imagine that? Living in today's world? If you had the right to tell me, hey, you can carry this thing, carry it for a mile. Jesus said, when they ask you to carry for a mile, don't get to the end of the mile in disgust and throw the backpack down. He says, when you get to the end of the mile, go one more mile. He said, if they smack you on one cheek, turn the other cheek. Church, I got to be honest with you. When I was going over this one, I had to make some phone calls this week. I'm being honest. I had to make some phone calls this week. Say, so how can I preach something if yet I'm not at peace with others? Peacemaker. The Bible says in Hebrews 12, 14, it says, pursue peace with all people. Romans 12, 18 says, as much as possible, New King James Version says, as much depends on you, live peaceably with all men. Here's the problem. 
Some of us have unresolved conflict with somebody, and we're okay, we're okay with that. We've learned to live. We've learned to be at peace with having unsettled problems, and now we have, we have relationships, relationships that are now severed. And we become content and happy. And Jesus said, that's, that's not the kind of person that I want a part of my kingdom. The Bible says in Matthew 5, if you come to the altar, if you come to the altar, because some people never come to the altar, if you come to the altar and, th and there remember, I have ought with my brother, leave my gift at the altar, go be reconciled. And then he says, then go and bring your gift to the altar. If I have ought with my brother, if I have a problem with someone, I need to go to them first, then bring my offering. That's how important this peacemaker is. It's important to God. He says, there's a promise. He says, if we do this, he's going to call us sons of God. I thought I'd get a little more amen right there. He's going he's to call us a son of God. Because you got people that say, we're all children of God. Yeah, we're all children, but, but he's going to call us a son of God. Let me see if I can break this down. You, you ever disappointed your parents? How about this? You ever, for the parents, now please, you don't have to say anything right here. You ever have a child bring shame to your name? Let's be real. Let's, let's go a little deeper. You ever have a child bring dishonor to you? Kind of the situation where you go to work and you're like, man... I don't want no one to, everyone knows that was my kid. Yes, that was my kid. Jesus is saying right here, he, he's saying, when you are a peacemaker, you're the kind of person he's going to proudly say, that's my son. That's my son. Peacemaker. Number two, verse 10. Blessed are those who are persecuted. For righteousness sake. For theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are you when they revile and they persecute you and they say all kinds of evil against you falsely. For whose sake? Amen. Jesus is saying, blessed are those who are, number two, persecuted. For righteousness sake. I wanted, I wanted to stay a little on this word persecuted right here. This is what caught my attention when I was looking at the scripture. I have some little subpoints with this word because this is something that I've gone through all my life. And I know many have here too, but this, is, this word right here stood out to me. The first one is reactions. Here's what this means. When you are persecuted, it's a sign of someone reacting to a stand that you have made, that you have taken. And don't be shocked when one day you're used to going with the guys after work at the, you know, I, I remember I used to work for the, the construction and I was, uh, I was working electrician, I was electrician, I was doing all this work. And after work, the guys would want to go for the $2 tacos at some bar. Don't be shocked when one day you say, I ain't going to go there anymore. 
and you start making stands for righteousness. Don't be dismayed. Don't get upset because they will get mad when you decide to take a stand for righteousness. Just know their reaction comes with the territory. No one wants to be persecuted, amen? But let me tell you, when you become a Christian and stand for what is right, you will be persecuted. You will be persecuted. It will happen. Just know the enemy of our soul is not going to like this. My brother, who's, many of you know Maurice, he went through a hard time. He's trying to come back to church. He's helping us out with security at night. He's driving around the parking lot helping us out, doing little things. He even, he, he even too, is like, man, it's tough. You know, the old, the old friends, the old, the old buddies. All of a sudden now, when I was in prison, nobody, when I was in jail, nobody was there. But now that I'm out, oh, hey, let's go. Hey, where you been? It's good to see you, my man. It's like, no. And all of a sudden, when you start making these righteous decisions, righteous stance, not perfect, but you're living a separate life, a holy life, going in a complete different opposite direction, they're going to call you things like Mr. Holy Roller. Amen. Mrs. Mrs. Holier than thou. Why? Because our lifestyle is different. The direction we're going is different. And 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 how many of you know misery loves company and they want us to be just like them. But we need to say, I'm not going that way. I'm not going that direction anymore. I'm not living that lifestyle anymore. I bought the T-shirt. I sent it back. I'm changed. I got a new attitude now. I want to be righteous. The word righteousness means to be in right standing with God. It's impossible to be in right standing with God and be in right standing with man. I'm going to say that again. It's impossible to be in right standing with God and in right standing with man. Amen. It's impossible to be in right standing with God and to be in right standing with man. I want to be in right stand with God. Even if it means they laugh at me. Even if it means they disagree. Even if it means they disagree. Look, I, Jesus didn't come to, to agree to disagree. He says, choose this day whom you will serve. You can't have two masters. You either love one or you hate the other. How can a house stand if it's divided? How can two walk together if they disagree? Even if they laugh, even if they, even if they mock me, I'm still going to love them. I'm still going to invite them to church. I'm still going to, to, to respect them. But I'm not going to allow their persecution to take over my life. I want to be in right stand with God. Church, when we get to the last days, and some would say we're here right now, we're getting close. The persecution against the church is going to be intense. And some of the seasons of my life being persecuted has caused me to do two things. Two things. One is to self-examine myself. When they say things about me, is it true? Do I have a blind spot? Is, is what they're saying is true? Is what I said, is what I said true? Because sometimes it hurts when they say you said things you never said. 
but I will take a stand for, and I will not apologize for speaking the truth of the gospel of Jesus Christ. I will say amen to that. He said the only way to make heaven is through Jesus. That I did say. He said the only way to make heaven your home was coming to Christ on bending knee, repenting of your sins. That I did say. One is to self-examine, am I saying? And then also is to refine my message to make sure there is no confusion, no misinterpretation. But I want to say never allow persecution to make you question your relationship with God or God's love for you. When you're being persecuted at work, when you're going through some issues, never allow the persecution, the feeling of being persecuted. Never allow when, when, a, when a family member doesn't want to, when they want to disown you. They don't love you anymore. They don't like you because, you because you're a believer in the Lord. Never allow the persecution to make you feel that God doesn't love you anymore. Maybe I'm the only one that felt that way. No. Never allow persecution to question God's love for you. Amen. Remember, they persecuted who? Jesus. They persecuted Jesus. They persecuted they persecuted the prophets. They persecuted Zechariah, Jeremiah, Isaiah. Man, that could have been a rap right there. Zechariah, <laughs> Man, I could have put that in a flow, man. Elijah, Nehemiah. The Apostle Paul says we are persecuted but not forsaken. Even though I've been talking about, that's weird, God has not left me. Even though I've been rejected by men, thank God he hasn't rejected me. There will be people that will try to destroy your name. They'll, they'll, they'll speak ill will against you and your church. They'll speak ill against your, your father, your, your mother. They'll, they'll speak ill against your name. And that used to bother me, but that doesn't bother me more because it's not my name I'm trying to elevate in the first place. You can say what you want about my name. But you have to understand, my name has never healed anybody. My name has never set anyone free. My name couldn't condemn somebody to a, he a hell or heaven. It's not my name that someone could be saved. But there is a name above all names given by men, given by God to men, and his name is Jesus. You can, you can try to touch my name, but you can't touch his name. I'll use this right here. Is that okay? Number two for persecution right here is a reason right here. The reason, the reason is very simple. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to speed up here, church, is righteousness. Somebody say righteousness. righteousness. Number three, the response. This is how we respond. Jesus gives us the blessing, the attitude, the response we should have. And here's what he says right here, verse 11. He says, blessed are you when they revile and persecute you and say all kinds of evil against you falsely.
for my sake. He says, rejoice and be exceedingly glad. Wow. What, so when they persecute me, when they speak ill of me, you want me to rejoice? You want me to be glad? When I'm being honest at work and I'm just doing what is right and they speak ill of me. When I'm coming to church and my family members are disagreeing with what's going on in the, in the house of the Lord and are speaking ill of our, our staff and our past. You want me to rejoice when we're being persecuted? Rejoice means to be happy, to be cheerful. Glad means to jump for joy. It's crazy to me because some people can't even rejoice and be glad when things are going good. Let alone when you're being persecuted. But then you got to wonder when they're being persecuted why they quit and leave the will of the Lord. He says rejoice and be exceedingly glad. Jump for joy. Jesus says this is why because this is the promise. For great is your reward in heaven. Amen. Somebody say great. great. He says for great is your reward. Rejoice. Exceed, be exceeding and glad when you are persecuted for my sake. For great is your reward. I have right here in my notes, make sure you have security, guard the doors, because people are going to go crazy. They're going to be so excited. <laughs> but that didn't happen. For great is your reward. Are you here in the church? For great is your reward in heaven. Amen. Amen. Now, now you, you got to know when, when God says something is great, I was, I was reading this and I was thinking about this. When God says something is great, you know it's got to be great. Because when God created the world, when he created the earth, when he created you and I, before sin even came up into this world, he said it is good. And then he rested. So when God says something good, before sin even came in and it was beautiful and amazing, when he says something's great, you know it's going to be out of this world. Amen. Amen. I'm thinking about this and I said, he says, great, not good. He says, great is your reward. The apostle Paul says in Corinthians 2, 9, he says, but it is written, I has not seen nor ear has heard nor have entered into the heart of man the things which God has prepared for those who love him. Romans 8, 18, for I consider that the suffering of this present time are not worthy to be compared with the glory which shall be revealed. He says, great is your reward. And when I think of that, it's so amazing because that means it's worth the persecution. It's worth the heartache. It's worth the pain. It's worth the suffering. It's worth going everything we're doing right now for righteousness sake, for his sake. Because he says, great is your reward. Amen. Great. Great is your reward. Great is your reward. You ever feel like giving up? Maybe the first one in the line. I'm done. I'm done with this. I'm done with this church thing. I'm done. Look, I'm done with church too. I want a relationship with God. Amen. You know, I, I, I don't come to church 
How many know if we came to church because everyone's perfect and living, there'd be no one here? And no one be here. But we come here into this place because we love God and because he loved us. And we want to serve him with our whole heart. And so as I want to read this verse one more time. And I'd ask you to close your eyes as we go into prayer. We're going to go into healing prayer this morning. Maybe you're here this morning with a loved one. Maybe you have uh, pain in your body. Our last healing prayer last month, two people came down with some issues in their body and they were healed. I got victory reports the next week. God took care of the issue. This morning, if you have something in your body, you've got something going on in your life mentally, emotionally, physically, whatever it's spiritually, I encourage you to come down. I'm going to have Jeannie. I'm going to have Pastor Barb come down here with me, and we're going to anoint you with oil and pray. But before we do that, I'd like you to bow your heads with me as we read this verse one last time as we close up on this series. Blessed are the pure in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are those who mourn, for they shall be comforted. Blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they shall be filled. Blessed are the merciful, for they shall obtain mercy. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called sons of God. And blessed are those who are persecuted for righteousness' sake, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are you when they revile and persecute you and say all kinds of evil against you falsely for my sake. Rejoice and be exceedingly glad. For great is your reward in heaven. For great is your reward in heaven. And we all said amen. Amen. This morning, continue bowing your heads with me. If I could have Jeannie and Pastor Barr, please come as we uh, pray for those who are needing prayer. This time is not to be rushed. Pray with us. If you're, if you're sitting in your pew and you're not able to come down or don't want to come down, uh, that's fine. I would encourage you to pray in your seat. Just pray. And, uh, and after we pray for those who need healing prayer. We'll sing one last chorus, and we will dismiss this morning. Amen.
We serve a good God. Amen. Amen. Let's all stand to our feet as we dismiss, as we close this morning. It's only because he lives I can face tomorrow. Amen. Amen. Because he lives, I can face tomorrow. It's because he lives here. church lift your voice because he lives because he lives I can face tomorrow I couldn't face it without him but because he lives because he lives all fear is gone And because I know, because I know, He holds the future, and life is worth the living just because He lives, because I know. Because I know, see with me. Because I know He holds the future, and life is worth the living. Let's bow our heads this morning as we dismiss. Hallelujah. If I could have my brother Jesse, Jesse Robinson, if you could please come and dismiss us, say a little prayer for us as we leave. Hallelujah. Don't forget to grab your bagel and your coffee after church. Amen. I'll tell you, the we home church have the best bagels in the city. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you. Be blessed this Sunday. Lord, I thank you for bringing us together here today. Um, I hope everyone is touched by the message here today, and I ask that you just carry on with us, Lord, and protect us and guide us through this week, and be here with us, Lord, be in our hearts, and help us to forgive, and we just want to thank you, Lord, and bless us 
bless us through this week, Lord. I thank you.